class of executive committee members and kind of running them through our boot camp orientation. Uh, these uh, uh, men and women will be joining our executive committee come this spring at our legislative conference. And I'm very pleased to be joined by Derek Clyburn of North Carolina, who's coming in as one of our new vice chairs. Derek, welcome to Washington and welcome to our studio. You're one of the handful of people to actually be recorded in here. So it's, a, it's new for everybody. So, <laughs> well, Jeff, thank you for the warm welcome. And to everyone that's listening to this podcast, this studio is amazing and it's absolutely first class. And uh, we would expect nothing less of Jeff uh, and the <laughs> well, team. It's an open invitation for anybody to come on down and use it. But uh, very pleased that you can join us today and especially talk about, you know, your, your new role coming on. Uh, the executive committee. Uh, for those who have not met you um, or might not be familiar with the work that you've done in North Carolina, just tell our audience about yourself, uh, kind of your background and how you got involved with ACEC. All right, great. Uh, well, thanks, Jeff. Uh, again, my name is Derek Clyburn. I'm here from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I've been involved with ACEC for over 20 years. Um, I started in North Carolina uh, participating in advocacy. Um, and then I spent a lot of time in South Carolina for about seven years and was very active there in South Carolina, uh, working in the committees at the grassroots level. I served as the legislative committee chair and in turn uh, was on the board there in South Carolina. So uh, advocacy runs deep and is near and dear to my heart at the state level in both South Carolina and North Carolina. But my time in North Carolina is where I really uh, feel like I uh, had the biggest impact and a grand art honor to serve as chair uh, in North Carolina during our 50th anniversary celebration. Um, I'm an engineer form, by formal training, uh, graduate of Clemson University, and I earned my MBA at the University of Tennessee. And I've uh, been in the consulting business for about 30 years now and um, just really have a passion for serving our industry. Uh, we have such an amazing industry where we're able to bring projects to life, solve complex problems to make our society and the world better. And, uh, you know, what I'm looking to do um, here, and I'm very, very um, fortunate and humbled about to have this opportunity to serve on XCOM um, so that I can serve at a higher level and bring energy, passion, and, and hopefully make a bigger um, impact on our industry to help it make it better. You know, you and I have talked, and, and one of the one of the things that uh, you know, I really get a sense of is, is you have this passion on the side of the value that engineers bring, right? It's that not just the value of, of the work that they do, but their contribution to society. Um, and, and really promoting the fact that engineers stand up, and, you know, take advantage of, of, of the opportunity to say what we do matters and how we improve you know, the communities around us and, and by, by in turn, the country, you know, is really something that should be uh, given a spotlight. Um, you know, how, how do you think ACEC kind of should carry that message, should help its member firms really just amplify um, their essential value to, to their communities? Yes, Jeff, uh, thanks for, for touching on that. And we, we've had some very good conversations in that space. 
And one thing that I think ACC has done a great job of here recently is the roadshow. Um, you know, getting out there, displaying and, and talking about uh, the amazing projects that our member firms have delivered. I know there was a recent roadshow in California with the new bridge there uh, the, near the Port of Long Beach. I mean, when you think about international commerce and how those different modes of transportation um, collide to, to power our, our marketplace, I mean, engineering is it the foundation of it. Yeah. And what I feel we need to do as an organization is to continue to provide educational opportunities to our membership so that they can in turn go and articulate the value that we bring. The days of being an unsung hero are gone. Uh, we, we need to make sure that um, the decision makers on the Hill, the decision makers at the state level, the clients across the country understand that we're not a commodity, that there is value in the intellectual um, capacity that we bring to bring their projects to fruition so they can achieve their goals. Also, when you're looking at engineering as a career, um, when you're talking about making an impact yeah. on the environment, I mean, what we do, what our member firms do, it's all driven to preserve our resources, mm -hmm. to provide smart, efficient, uh, environmentally responsible designs. Yeah. I mean, so if you're looking at making an impact and, and having an impact on the world, engineering is key. And the business of engineering is absolutely necessary to keep our economy moving forward. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, you bring up a really good point. I mean, if you look at, of course, with workforce issues being top of mind, I think right now we've moved from the legislative push to get the infrastructure bill passed into law and now in implementation. Now the focus is kind of shifting over to workforce and we're seeing this kind of generational shift in the, um, I guess not really the demand, well, the demands of a future workforce, the, the, the kids that now are in college or, or looking at, at STEM careers and, and, you know, what that is going to look like compared to the established workforce that we have right now in, in the industry. How do you think ACEC should address and, and capture the imaginations of those future engineers, right? I think you made a really good point just now about how pretty much if you're looking at the tip of the spear on on environmental, on resiliency, on 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 societal improvements. You know, engineering is right there, right? But uh, as an organization, what do you think HCEC should be doing to capture the minds of those, that next generation? That's a great question, and that's something that I feel strongly about, and I think that's an opportunity for ACEC to really work in a collaborative manner with the different stakeholders mm -hmm. to to really promote the business of engineering. For example. Um, you know, what we're doing with the roadshow, what we're doing with EEA, I feel that EEA is a grand opportunity for us to really push out the amazing projects that are the end um, in state so that the potential workforce can actually see the amazing end product of what's yeah. designed. So communicating through multiple communication chains is going to be key mm -hmm. as far as, you know, demonstrating and showing what the end result is and how that makes an impact and really telling the story mm -hmm. about how the projects are designed, how they're constructed, how they're commissioned, how they're maintained. All of those things are key um, components of providing our message. Second is really leaning in. You know, ACEC is about the business of engineering. And one thing that 
often gets hidden is the opportunity for a career in engineering to create generational change. Yeah. So when you think about it, if you got a population of students or potential employees from a rural environment, they come to work for an engineering firm. Most engineering firms are as corporations or pass-throughs, and they have an opportunity to provide ownership, mm-hmm. which gives people an opportunity to gain equity yeah. in these companies so that not only do their work make an impact, but they are able to share in the success of the firm. Yeah. So that's one thing that we don't talk about enough mm-hmm. is how amazing of a career choice engineering can yeah. be. So really reaching out, having a very comprehensive message about impact on society, impact on the environment, yeah. doing rewarding and exciting work, and also the piece that you can maintain ownership. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I think that also just the, uh, for anybody out there who is not a member of ACEC, but they you know, run or, or, or are part of the leadership chain in, a, in an engineering firm, I mean, the vast majority of our members are small firms, right? 80 plus percent are, you know, small first stage, small businesses or, 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 or their family businesses that are, that are looking, trying to figure out how can we grow? How can we, what's the next step for us as a, as a firm? And that's really the sweet spot for, for ACEC membership. It's, it's uh, helping those firms take that next step, grow and get the, uh, the resources necessary, the education, the understanding of, of of, of the business of engineering to actually grow to that next stage. Um, and, you know, coming back to really where we started with the states, with the MOs, how important it is for them to be active in, in, in the Federation. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on, on the Federation and how the MOs are, are working together? I mean, how, how would you, given your time with the organization, how would you kind of put where we are now compared to maybe where we have been in the past. Yeah, um, thank, thank you for bringing it back to the MOs because that's where the work is done. There's strength in, strength in numbers, you know, as I mentioned, and as you mentioned before, the coalitions, the value proposition that the organization brings mm-hmm. to these smaller firms, because most of our firms are 50 people or less. Yeah. So the mission of ACEC is legislative accuracy and business services. Mm-hmm. So when you start thinking about the business services and helping firms become better, more efficient through the programming that's offered by ACEC, as well as the different um, coalitions that's lasered in on different specialty areas. There's a lot of value to be got to, to be received there for those listening that aren't members. So I do have a call to action that please join. So when you, (laughs) so when you think about the, cooperation between MOs and, and how that works. Um, you know, just looking back 20 years ago, um, it's, it's night and day. Yeah. I mean, the amount of cooperation, the amount of collaboration between MOs is amazing. And I know there's, there's um, joint conferences that occur. There's, um, you know, best practices with regards to using certain bills. I know in North Carolina, during my time there, I was part of the group that, passed one of the second, well, for actually the first um, indemnification duty to defend bills Mm -hmm. that had no exceptions. Mm -hmm. So we were able to serve as a model. So I know different states uh, to the north and south of Virginia used our bill um, through a collaborative method to help run their own legislation. So there's a lot of sharing of, of 
of um, best practices, a lot of sharing of resources. Um, so I will say um, without a shadow of a doubt that the cooperation now yeah. is better than ever. And that's just, uh, I guess, final question is, you know, you'll have this opportunity uh, as part of XCOM to kind of put your stamp on AC easy, kind of help move it in the direction that it's moving. Uh, you know, of course, strategic plans in place and kind of organizing to kind of take and accomplish the objectives of that, of that plan. But, you know, looking forward, we're, you know, what do you what do you want to be your stamp on AC easy national for your time on XCOM? look back and say, yeah, I did that. I helped push ACEC this way. Yeah. So uh, a few things, um, three, uh, the, the, the first one is being a lightning rod to help get legislation that will help member firms create more equity opportunities uh, for their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really big on um, ownership opportunities mm-hmm. for um, employees. Yeah. And I feel they have an impactful legislation um, to, to help facilitate that will be key. That's one thing that I want to focus on. The second thing is diversity, equity, and inclusion. When I say that, that means getting more people with diverse ideas and thoughts yeah. into the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and by doing that, we're stronger because there's yeah. strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. So I hope that we can help I, that I can help uh, get more people to join, get yeah. more people involved. Broaden the tent mm-hmm. for the people who are in the council to help. Yeah, absolutely. Bro- broaden the tent, get more people under the tent from different areas, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, yeah. um, all of those um, specialty areas, chemical engineering, you know, just have really a diverse. Uh, I, I want to make our membership. I want to I draw in more. Um, diverse engineering firms from across the country with, with diverse ideas, diverse folks, diverse focus, um, d- diverse priorities, yeah. so that we can all make the federation stronger. And then, most importantly, is helping lead the way with the guards to bringing along the next generation mm-hmm. of business leaders in the engineering space. Yeah. It is absolutely critical that we solve that problem. ECEC is the about the business of engineering, solve complex problems. And I feel that workforce over the long term is going to be one of the biggest problems that we need to solve. And I yeah. hope to help solve that. It's going to be a very active couple of years. It's going to be great to have you on board helping shape that direction. So, Derek, thanks for joining us today on the program. Thank you for the opportunity, Jeff. And look forward to working with you. Same here. And again, this has been Engineering Influence Podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.